How's it going guys? Miguel here from CFS Recovery. In this video, we're going to be talking about dating if you have CFS. I'm here at the beach today. I'm going to be squinting quite a bit because it is quite bright out here. I don't really want to wear my sunglasses. You know, I want this, I want a deeper connection with you guys. So I'm going to leave the sunglasses off, but dating if you have CFS. This is a very tricky topic, right? But it is a very important question, right? Because that is something that a lot of people, I think not a lot of people, everybody craves. Everybody wants to have that deep connection with somebody else. Everybody would like to be in a great relationship with somebody, you know, to share experiences with, to grow with, somebody to love. And it's an interesting question and you may not want to hear the answer that I'm going to give here, but I'm just going to share my experience with this first of all, right? So if we go back, you know, I got CFS, I started getting all these mysterious symptoms when I was about 19 years old, right? And 19 years old, I was in a gym. I was working as a personal trainer, right? So there's a lot of fit women, a lot of fit girls around me. They like to party. They like to have lots of fun and just go out and do all the things, you know, 19 year olds do, right? So here I was 19 years old and I was dealing with all these mysterious symptoms. So it was very, very painful to say no to a lot of these fun activities like camping or going to the beach or going on a road trip somewhere or going on a hike, right? Because I'm around tons of fit people and I had to say no to a lot of these things. And the thing is, when I did try to say yes to going on a date or try doing something, my symptoms would just flare up. We'd go to the beach and just walking down the beach, my heart rate was through the roof, right? And it was just not a good place to be and you know, I would go off work, I'd come back on work, and then when I was off work, you know, some people would be checking in on me and they'd be like, hey, you wanna go grab lunch? You wanna go out and do this or that? And I'm like, sure. So I was personal training and I was having difficulty walking on the beach. This is when I stopped working, right? And I stopped working several times throughout my four and a half year stint dealing with these mysterious symptoms. But I also found that there were times when, you know, I'd be out on a date, right? Or I'd be out doing something and I would actually forget about my symptoms and my symptoms would come down because I was so focused on just enjoying the conversation and creating new memories that I wasn't worried at all about my symptoms until the day after, of course. So that's the thing, you know, there is that kind of embarrassment, tell somebody else what's going on, you know, what you're going through. And as a man, especially, it's interesting because we are seen as the protectors and the providers and the support person, the one who's supposed to be strong, going to be there to fix the problems. You're a guy going through this and you're feeling broken, you know, whether you're dating or whether you have kids or even a wife or a girlfriend, it hits deeper in both instances, whether you're a man or a woman, it hurts. But as a man, having that role as protector and provider and support, when you can't do those things and the roles are actually reversed, you just feel stripped of your manhood. That's kind of what it feels like. So there were lots of times when I just would suck it up. I would not tell people my symptoms were flaring up and I just acted like everything was okay. And this led to me pushing a lot more than I should have been pushing. And I remember this one time, you know, this really messed with my mind, but you know, I got invited out. I think it was a Halloween party, right? And we were going out to these bars and even just the music was loud. It was hurting my head. It's causing lots of symptom flare-ups. Right, so the music was loud, um, people are having fun, the girls are drinking, and you know, they're like, come back to the house with us, you know, let's hang out. So I go back to the house, and I couldn't, just to put it briefly, I could not do anything, right? And they looked at me like I was weird. I think it was one girl, actually, she looked at me like I was weird, because she'd say, hey, you wanna come over? You can sleep over at the place if you want. I'm like, of course, 
I'm 19 years old, who's gonna say no to that, right? Anyways, go to the house and I'm sitting on the couch because first of all, I'm pretty nervous. Now take somebody with a hypersensitive nervous system, have them go out from bar to bar and I didn't drink anything, but the music was loud, it was blasting and socializing, right? I was in crash territory by the time I got to their house and I was sitting on the couch, you know, just measuring my heart rate, right? And she was like, is everything okay? You're acting kind of weird. I couldn't say like, oh yeah, by the way, I have all these health issues. Although looking back now, it probably would have been better if I just said that because it was kind of embarrassing to just sit there and be like, no, I'm fine. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there staring at a wall and she's like, this guy's kind of weird. He's not making any moves at all, but I couldn't. I was trying to stay alive. I was having difficulty breathing, but I had to put on this face. So anyways, you know, that kind of blew that whole situation. And that's when I realized, okay, I should not be doing any of this stuff. I need to prioritize my health because there's no point in even trying any of this stuff if I can't even keep up with anything, right? So it's tricky when you're in a place where, you know, you're not really functional, right? And you have to say no to a lot of opportunities and things like, for example, if a, someone was to ask you to a date and they said, hey, let's do this fun stuff. Let's go to the movies. Let's go bike around the beach and do all this stuff. It's gonna be kind of weird if you say no, unless you tell them like, hey, I actually have this health problem where I can actually do a lot of stuff. Some people are accepting of that, right? But for the most part, it's gonna save you a lot of trouble if you just focus on your recovery. Now, this leads me to, you know, I think it was a, a year or two later. And this is when I, I met uh, this lady who took care of me when I was sick. But when we first met, I did not tell her at all that I was actually dealing with this. And at that point, I was actually quite functional. I was able to work pretty much close to full time. I was able to drive, walk around, do all the, these things. But the thing is, when you're getting into a relationship, you have to be upfront about these health issues. And don't try to push through and put on this face that everything's okay, especially when it's not. Because I remember for months and looking back now, this is what led to me crashing really bad. In addition to a lot of other things, we would hang out, let's say a Friday night and it would be the end of the week. And then we hang out till 3 a.m. We're in downtown or 4 a.m. And that would just wreck me for the whole weekend, right? And obviously there are things we're doing that is causing my body to flare up and have symptoms. You know, I'm not doing any drinking or things like that, but use your own imagination here, right? So anyways, my body would be in this constant adjustment period like every single week. And I was just getting deeper and deeper in the hole because I was like, I don't want to disappoint this girl. So I just kept saying, yeah, I'm a bit tired, but yeah, let's go on a date. Let's go here or there, let's have some fun. But as fun as it was, it was putting me into a deeper and deeper hole, right? And then I actually ended up, she was really into going to these music festivals. And I was like, sure, let's do it. Sounds like fun, right? So the other person may want to do all these things that they really enjoy and they wanna bring you in on the experience. And if you had your full health, then it would be 10 times more fun. Cause I remember I would go out to these music festivals and I can't even enjoy the music. I can't even enjoy the show because I'm here with earplugs, like, checking my heart rate, you know, every few minutes just to make sure I'm still alive. And I really had to pace myself. So in terms of the amount of fun I would have had if I was healthy, let's say full range of fun, the potential of fun at that activity was like 100%. I was really getting like 10% out of a lot of these activities because I couldn't enjoy it, right? But she thought I was enjoying it. I didn't really tell her that I felt like dying at that time and we did this for months, right, for months. And anyways, it got to the point where, you know, I couldn't hide it anymore. You know, I had to tell her, yeah, I actually have to go get IVs, you know, every other week 
because my body just can't keep up. And she's like, oh, okay. And she understood. She was very supportive, fully supportive. And I was very lucky in that sense, right? She didn't scare her away. If anything, she was like, of course, I'm going to be here for you. But uh, at that point, it was kind of too late. You know, my body was just sinking into a deeper and deeper hole. And I ended up crashing. I ended up crashing hard. I had to stop working. And when she met me, I was putting on this face where I was, I was the top trainer at the gym. I was actually the top trainer. I had just bought in one of my dream cars at the time. And I was this busy go-getter, you know, successful top trainer. So it was, it's a pretty cool image that I upheld, or at least I thought it was cool. But turns out she didn't even care. She just liked spending time with me. So that's just sharing some of my experience with you. I think you really have to consider a few things when you are thinking about dating if you have CFS. Number one, I would highly suggest that you get to a functional place where you can drive, you can walk around, you can work, you can keep up with regular life. If you do that, then I'd say, yeah, go for it. Totally fine. Because at least you can go on fun dates. At least you can enjoy these fun experiences with your partner. Right? And you won't have to be saying no all the time, right? So definitely get to a functional place. I don't like talking about percentages. I could say get to 50, get to 60, get to 80% capacity. But I just want to say that you should ideally be in a place where you are able to take part in society. So that's number one. Number two, you have to be open and honest with your partner, right? Because at some point they're going to find out. You're going to have an adjustment period at some point. And it's not a good idea to put on this brave face and then just ignore it, right? And try to suck it up and hide it from them. They're going to find out at some point. So you got to tell them what's going on, you know? And I think it's important to also tell them, you know, it's not always going to be like this. There are so many people who recover from this, but it does take some time. So, you know, I love spending time with you. Uh, I love being with you, but I can't go do that date right now. Or I think it's a better idea if we just stay home or if we do this other thing that requires less stimulus. You have to be upfront or else it's a recipe for disaster. And I know it firsthand, right? I didn't know how to say no. I didn't know how to open up and you know, say how my body was really feeling to the point where I crashed, you know, I crashed. I held on to the last second. My body was holding on to the last second and it just gave out, right? And then finally I had to tell her, hey, yeah, this is pretty bad. I remember the first time actually, I think we had just finished a music festival right? And the next day I was wiped out. I could not breathe in my room. I couldn't move. Just lifting my head off the pillow was, it felt like I was going to die. Literally felt like I was going to die. And you probably know the feeling I'm talking about. When my body was just pulsing, it felt like I was being squeezed from the inside. And I called her and I remember, I think I was, I was actually like crying. And I was like, hey, can you just come see me, please? I don't know how much longer I'm going to be alive for. That's, that's, I think it's what I said. So she comes over and it's the first time she's ever seen me like this. So prior to that, she's seen me strong. She's seen me energetic. And uh, no, this is actually the, the second or third time, right? But this was the worst of the worst. She just looked at me and she's like, oh my goodness. Okay, it's okay, I'm here. And I remember it was one of the toughest moments I've ever been through in my life. And I've been through tough moments, but I think just emotionally, just being that broken, it's hard to tell that to your partner, right? But luckily she understood. But anyways, that's number two. You have to be open and honest, right? From the start, you know, at least, you know, a few weeks in if you're seeing somebody. Maybe not from the start because you might scare someone away and you won't even have the opportunity to connect, but tell them, you know, sooner than later, right? It's not something you can hide because your symptoms will flare up at some point. You're going to have to explain to them like, hey, this is actually an adjustment period, right? So that's number two. And number three is 
just remember that your health comes first, right? You can't pour from an empty cup. As much as you would like a relationship, as much as you would like to connect with people, you need to fix the relationship with yourself first. I'm not saying it's broken. I'm saying you need to be comfortable, or at least, I don't wanna say need to, but it's better for you to be comfortable by yourself first, right? And be fully accepting of yourself with all your flaws, with all these health issues, with your mindset. Fix all these things first, or at least improve them, and then you're gonna be in a much better place to start dating, right? Fix the foundation first. Because if you feel like you rely on someone else you know, to give you comfort, which you do need sometimes, you definitely do need. But if you're seeking that out and that's why you're dating, then it's not gonna end well. You need to be there for yourself and fill your cup first before you fill anybody else's cup. And that's the best advice I could give. I could give you so many stories where you know, I wanted to start dating and I couldn't. The amount of weekends I would get a text, and I'm not saying that you know girls are hitting me up left, right, and center. I'm saying that there were many times in my golden years, right, from 19 to like 23, young personal trainer, supposedly athletic, and I had to say no to camping, to traveling, to going to concerts, to going to dinners with groups of friends, and those were the hardest because the next thing you know, I'm checking Instagram and I see on their stories how much fun they're having, and I'm just like, wow, they're destroying their bodies. They're going to these music festivals like taking drugs, right? Or, or doing crazy things, drinking alcohol, staying up late, running on two hours of sleep for a whole weekend. And here I am doing everything I can to get better. And it hurt my heart, right? It was very upsetting to see that happening. So it's an interesting topic, you know, dating with CFS, but nonetheless, I, I just want you to remember those, those three things that I mentioned. Right, those three things. And always remember that your health comes first, right? If you fix your health first, you open up the door to so many other things, not just in dating, but to working again, to traveling again, to enjoying Christmas and birthdays and family events and all of these different things. Like your health is the foundation of everything. Without that, what can you really enjoy, right? So fix your health first and dating will be a hundred times easier if you fix your health. So that's all I wanted to share in this video. If you did want some help on your recovery journey, this is one of the many topics we talk about on our live coaching calls, right? We dive deep into this stuff, right? And give you guys tips. And this is here is just, you know, a 15 minute video. But, uh, you know, these calls we have, we, we have them for hours every week, right? And we help you guys work through any issues you're having. So if you did need some extra help, then click the link down below. You can check out the Recovery Jumpstart program and see exactly how we're helping people. Uh, we help people in both the group setting and also one-on-one, -on -one, which is, I think, what, which is what makes us so powerful because we actually build you a personalized plan. If dating is something that you need help with, I'm not saying we're dating coaches, but we're going to build you up to a place where you can go out on dates and we're going to help you become capable of that. So if you enjoyed this video, comment down below. What is your biggest takeaway from this? What did you learn? And maybe share some experiences where you know, you've had to deal with navigating dating and CFS and maybe there's some things you can share with the audience, with these other thrivers on this channel that might help them. So if you did enjoy this video, hit that like button. Always remember you are a thriver and you are just one mind shift away from living a life with thriving health. I'll see you in the next video.